With Siata Dishmaya and Hashem's help, let's continue to open up and explain what it is that we're saying when we're standing before the King of Kings in prayer. So now we're on the section of Nachem, which is recited only once a year during Mincha on Tisha B'Av. And this prayer expresses our ongoing agony over the destruction of the Holy Temple in Jerusalem, where we say, Console my master, our God, the mourners of Zion in Jerusalem and the city that is mournful, destroyed, disgraced, and desolate, mournful because she is bereft of her children, destroyed of her dwellings, disgraced of her former glory, desolate without inhabitants. She sits with her head covered like a barren woman who never gave birth. Legions devoured her, idolaters conquered her. They have put the sword on your people Israel and have intentionally murdered the pious ones of the supreme God. Therefore Zion weeps bitterly and Jerusalem raises her voice. My heart, my heart grieves for their slain. My innards, my innards ache for their slain. For you, my master, set her afire. With fire you will ultimately rebuild her. As it is said, I will be to her says my master, a wall of fire around her, and I shall be for glory in her midst. You are a source of all blessing, my master, who consoles Zion and builds Jerusalem. So one of the greatest developments of Jewish life in, in, in this Palestine before Israel became a state was the tremendous influx of new immigrants and the construction of new buildings in the Holy Land. In fact, no less than, than an authority than Rabbi Baruch Epstein, who lived in Palestine before he died in 1941, wrote that although it is well known that Jerusalem is described in this prayer as mournful, destroyed, and disgraced, and desolate, it should be pointed out that Jerusalem is built on a high standard with houses of great beauty and magnificent structures. And according to this, apparently there is no way to describe Jerusalem as mournful, destroyed, etc. However, according to the base Yosef, even at a time when the city is settled and Jews live there, as long as the Jews are under the control of a foreign government, they are still called destroyed, and the laws related to Jerusalem still apply. From the time the temple was destroyed, the people who dwell in Israel were not considered citizens of Israel, as they were under foreign powers, as strangers in the land. They do not fulfill the obligations of settling the land. So how do we reconcile the conflict between a modern cosmopolitan Jerusalem and the Jerusalem described in Nachim as mournful, destroyed, disgraced, and desolate. There are a few approaches that preserve the essential text of Nachem as we know it while addressing this very serious question. Rabbi Shlomo Goren, a chief rabbi of Israel, found sources in the language of the Talmud Yerushalayimi and Rav Amram Gaon that omitted the difficult phrasing describing Jerusalem as a disgraced, desolate, and destroyed city. What is significant here is that Rabbi Goren did not rewrite the prayer to match new realities. Rather, he found traditional sources that match his experience as first chief rabbi of the IDF during the Six-Day War. Rav Zvi, Yehuda Cook, and others took a different approach, reflecting the idea that even nowadays, mourning Jerusalem is still very much in place, no matter how beautifully Jerusalem has been reestablished. Rabbi Cook felt that the blessing was about the state of the base of Midash, and as much as Harav Cook, an ardent Zionist who appreciated the growth and miraculous development of the Jewish state, he felt that without the Bekta Dash, Tisha B'Av is still a day of total mourning. And Rabbi Isser Yehuda Unterman, a chief rabbi of Israel, felt that there was no contradiction between celebrating Yom Yerushalayim and mourning 
on Tisha B'Av. As miraculous as it was to rebuild Jerusalem, there were still signs of the destruction throughout the city from synagogues that remained destroyed to houses of worship of other religions that stood in their stead. There were religious Zionists such as Rav Yosef Dovsolovashik who believed that we should not change prayer because that is not the place of the modern rabbinate, but only of Hazal. Rabbi Yovadia Yosef Avishalom added that each word of prayer is imbued with holiness and inspiration and thus cannot be changed. And additionally, like Rabbis Cooks and Unnerman, both saw reason to mourn amid the joy, whether it be the incompleteness of Jerusalem without the temple or the sad reality that so many in Jerusalem were not connected to Torah. All agreed that Jerusalem is the holiest city. What makes Jerusalem holy is that it's host to the holiest place in the world, the Temple Mount. And as a result, the mourners of the temple are referred to as mourners of Jerusalem and Zion. The mourners of Jerusalem, even if they reside in wealth and splendor, are pained by the loss of the holy temple. The fact that Jerusalem, the city, has been fully rebuilt and modernized to the highest standards does not distract from its holiness. But bottom line, the Temple Mount lies desolate, just as it did when it was destroyed about 2,000 years ago. So the mourners of Zion and Jerusalem are mourning for the temple that is missing from their lives. Nothing in the modern world can heal our wounds from this horrific loss. For those who once lived in the city of David are also known as David's citadel or Zion. And for those that live further away, Jerusalem was and will always be defined by the holy temple. And the mourners of Jerusalem to this very day will mourn the loss of what makes it a holy city. Baruch Adonai Leolam Amen Be Amen.